I intentionally left my iPad on the seat, and I only have this. Now, those of you that know me know I lean on that thing. <laughs> Sometimes, unfortunately, more than I lean on this. I'm just being honest. I'm in a youth facility, and I was a student pastor for eight years. I feel really comfortable here, which is a problem. But as I was preparing for this service, I have... A tremendous desire that anytime I have the opportunity to minister to God's people, I, I want to make sure that is, it is well done. I want to make sure that it has content and meat, not just fluff. I, I want to make sure that you leave edified, but you also leave challenged. And so I, I write a lot. I put a lot of info in my sermons. But God began to move on me in preparation for this service. And God gave me two possible directions this service could go. One of them, I have a, a well-typed-out sermon. Well, I don't know how well-typed-out it is. I guess I can't really say that my sermons are well-typed-out. You would have to judge whether or not they were well-typed-out, I guess. I think it's well-typed-out. <laughs> I have everything that I could do right there on that iPad. All of my effort. All of my time, all of whatever intellect God gave me typed into the words in the pages in a PDF document sitting in my Dropbox right now. But as I begin to prepare for this service, God gave me two separate words. One was that, and I believe that at some point God will release to preach that. But there was another word that God gave me that is a whole lot less poetic and a lot more prophetic. It's a whole lot less polished. But I believe it's a whole lot more potent and powerful for the moment that we're in right now. Because as it's already been said, before you leave this place today, whatever you walked in with, you can leave it here and walk out in what the Bible says is a newness in life. I'm going to read... A scripture, uh, a few scriptures. And the challenge that goes forth in this passage of scripture is the same challenge going forth today in all of our lives and in the lives of the church as a whole. And I want to say I'm very grateful for Pastor Payne and Sister Tiffany Payne. They mean the world to us, and I know they mean the world to you. I thank them for this opportunity to minister. And forgive me if, if by the end of this I don't, I don't hit all the protocols. Please forgive me. I love all of you, and I give honor and respect where honor is due. But I don't want to miss this moment. In Ezekiel 37, it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about them. I was in the middle of them. I was walking among them. 
in the dry bones, and they were many out in the open, and they were very dry. They were dusty bones. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? Then, and the answer Ezekiel gives is the answer a lot of us give. He says, God, you know, as if God asked us so that we can know what he thinks. He knows what he thinks. He didn't ask if we believe that he believes he could do it. He says, do you believe these bones can live? And Ezekiel says, God, well, you know. And again, he said unto me, then prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live, and I will lay sinews upon you, and I will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am God. And so, I prophesied. There is a moment between the word going forth and the word being activated in your life. And that moment will be missed if you think it's just good enough to say, God, I know you could do it. And there's a difference between believing God can do it and operating as though you believe God will do it. And so Ezekiel... In this moment, says, I'm taking my belief beyond the internal, and I'm bringing it to the external, and I will do as God said to do, and I begin to prophesy. As I was commanded, and as the prophecy went, there was a noise. Behold, a shaking, and the bones came together bone to bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and skin covered them. But there was yet no breath in them. And he said unto me, prophesy that the wind, son of man, say the wind, thus saith the Lord thy God, should come in four winds. O breath upon breath that they may live. So I prophesied as I was commanded to these bones of it. And so I prophesied and there came a wind and they stood up and they lived upon their feet an exceeding great army. And he said unto me, son of man, these bones whose ho- who is the house of Israel in their hole, behold, say to them, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We have been cut off from our parts. Therefore prophesy unto them. Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open up your graves and cause you to come out from your grave and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am God when I open up your grave and brought you out and shall put my spirit in you and you will live and I shall place you in your land. Then shall you know that I am God, and I have spoken it, and I have performed it. There are two things I believe God spoke to me in relation to this scripture that we are to begin to prophesy over. And as we begin to prophesy over, God will begin to do what he said when we do what he said. 
The first thing is speaking to the dry bones. See, we don't necessarily understand what it's like to walk around a, a, a graveyard full of what used to be an army, but we do know what it's like to walk around a workplace where we don't know if this will be our last day that we work there. We do know what it's like to be in a marriage that is, is, it seems to be well beyond saving. We do know what it's like to be constantly praying that God would heal. And we still seem to be getting negative reports from the doctor. We know what it feels like to give and to give sacrificially. And yet we still feel like at the end of the month we're barely making it. We live in a valley of dry bones. We know people. That we feel like God will never reach them. We live in a world where we believe there are some people that are just so far from God that God could never reach Zazem. We walk amongst dry bones. And if I were to ask today, do you believe that God could make dry bones live? You would say, Andre, you know. But God is not asking if I know. God is not asking if he knows. Do you believe that dry marriage can live again? Do you believe that that dry relationship can live again? Do you believe that the people you encounter at your job and on your school ground and everywhere that you go, though they may be lost, though they may be broken, though they may be fearful, though they may be angry, though they may be hateful, do you believe that those dry bones can live? Then prophesy to those dry bones right now. I said, why don't you begin to prophesy over that? Why don't you begin to say, God, not only do I believe internally, but I am going to speak what you have spoken, God. I am leaving this moment with a testimony that when people begin to ask me, wait a minute, I thought your marriage was broken. It was, but God, I thought your family was lost. It was, but God, I thought you were broke. I was, but God, I thought you had cancer. I did. But God, that's it. Just begin to lift up your voice. Those dry bones will be as lifeful as you want them to be. God, how in the world did that person ever make their way into the church? I don't know, but God. The second thing that God spoke, and this is it, it's only two, is that the second part of this was that God brought these dry bones together and brought them to life. And this used to be an army of Israel. These were men that used to be a part of the body, but had died. And when God raised them up, Though they were living, 
They felt disconnected because I don't know about you. I've never been dead for however many, however many years these men were dead and woke up in the weird psychological mindset you might be in to go, what year is it? I'm where? What happened? And so these men were living but detached. These men who were once a part of the body had died. But Ezekiel began to prophesy to the dry bones and that which used to be attached to the body but had died had now stepped up and become alive but still felt disconnected. And God said prophesy to them that they are still a part of the nation of Israel. There are people in the right now and whether this is you or somebody that you can think of in this moment that at one point had been born again, but whether it be because of things that happened to them or things that they did, they found their spirit dead and dry. And I'm telling you right now, under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, that God is not only going to bring those dry bones back to life, but he is going to reconnect it with the body. Don't stop praying. Don't stop loving. Don't stop reaching. Don't stop hoping. Don't stop believing. Because not only those dry bones live, they will become reattached with the body. If you have somebody in your mind right now that you know needs God and you are not lifting your voice, if you are not weeping, if you are not crying, I encourage you to recheck where your priorities are. There is a world that is lost and we say it so often, we say it so flippantly that this world is on a collision course with hell. This world is dark, that this world is hopeless and the reality is it is without what is within inside of us. That's it, begin to lift your voice, begin to pray. Begin to not only pray for, begin to prophesy to those dry bones. No, 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 no. God, you promised me this marriage. This marriage is built on you. This marriage will live. God, you promised me my son. You promised me my daughter. You promised me my mom. You promised me my dad. God, they're built on you. These dry bones will live. God, they may have walked away from you. They may have turned their back on you. But God, those dry bones will live. That's it. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. Begin to prophesy to those dry bones. God, I believe it. If you feel led, why don't you begin to link up with someone to prophesy in someone's life? Why don't you begin to
That's it. Continue to pray. Romans 8, 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit do mind the things of the Spirit. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law, neither can it be. So then, they that are of the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so, be the Spirit of God dwelling within you. And if any man has not the Spirit, he is none of these. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Stop trying to figure it all out. Quit trying to make plans of how you can make these dry bones live. Start warring after the Spirit. Have your mind set on the Spirit. God, I don't know how you're going to do what you said you will do. But your Word says it. And I will do as you have commanded. I don't understand why in this moment you lifting your voice in prayer and sincerity. I don't understand how it makes a difference, but I know that it makes a difference. I'm telling you right now, there are prayers going out into the atmosphere that are traveling down the highway, getting onto the interstate, going through the doors of bedrooms and bathrooms and foyers and offices and classrooms, and the Spirit is drawing. Hey, listen to me for a second. I had no clue what Andre was going to say. But there are some things that God wants you to speak life to right now. Listen, there are some people that God wants you to speak life to right now. You don't know where they are. You don't know where they're going through. But this divine moment matters. The river will never operate after the flesh. What's happening in here is spirits moving. God's doing some things. There are some people here, God's getting ready to revive right now. You're here. You've been down. God's getting ready to restore you right now. This is what we're going to do. This is what I feel in the Holy Ghost. How many has been here before and you was down and somebody prayed for you and immediately you was better? You know what that's called? It's called the ministry of the body of Christ. So what I want us to do is if, if you're looking, I want to call these people forward first. If you're looking at a situation that looks dry and hopeless, I want you to come to the front. We're going to push these chairs back. If you're looking at a situation or you know somebody that has a situation that's dry and hopeless, I want you to make your way to the front real quick. If we can, let's push these chairs back on the front. Push them back. Get as much room as we can in this front. Get as much room as we can in this front. The Holy Spirit's getting ready to minister. Listen, I feel it. That wasn't in my notes to talk about God giving us a creative voice to speak. But we got to speak. Let's get as close to the front as we can. As close to the front as we can. Now I'm going to ask the question. If you at some point 
If you can recall in your mind, you were at a point to where there was things in your life that there was no hope. And you made your way to a front of a church, whether it was here or somewhere else, and they prayed for you and it got better. I'm asking you to come surround these people right now. Come on, if God has ever done anything for you, I'm going to ask you to come pray for somebody right now. You pray how you pray. You lay your hands on their shoulders. But I'm telling you, there are some things that are happening in the spirit realm. This word that Brother Andre gave us is a prophetic word. There are some things that are happening right now. Come on, find somebody and begin to pray. The Holy Spirit, we're going to leave some things here. Some things are going to come back to Come on, there it is, there it is, there it is. Dry bones, you've got to live. 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 Come on, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. Pray to something begins to break. Pray to something begins. else and just pray with them. God is doing something supernatural right now. Dry bones, you gotta live. Dry bones, you gotta live.
Come on, can we lift our hands? You're worthy of it all. Come on, all over the house. Something ha something's happening right now in this place. It's happened all from you are all things. And to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Because you're worthy of it all. Listen, let's sing it all You're over the house. Worthy of it all. Come on, that's the only words. All over the house. First off, Brother Andre, thank you for following the Holy Spirit. We needed this today. Anybody else? I needed to be revived today. Needed to be revived. But listen to me, because the enemy's been doing it to me. So I know he's been using this tactic against you. We get here, and we get a word like we got, and prophecy goes forth, and spirituality happens. But then we get home, and all this is gone. The enemy sneaks in, and he says, really? Did you really get what you needed? You really got what you needed. Don't discount in the flesh what God gave you in the spirit. This is real. What you feel, that calling, that conviction. That's where faith comes in. I don't know about you, but I feel like my cup's overflowing. Listen, if I put my hands on your forehead, you're going to leave here oily. But I tell you what else I'd like to do. and they, They're probably going to be mad at me, but it's going to be all right. They'll get over it. I want, I want Andre and Madeline to come. I want y'all to stand right here. I'm going to lay hands and pray over them. God's anointing is on their life. I can tell you this, as a covering and as somebody that's been connected to him, their ethics are in line. Morally, they're sound. Are they perfect? No, but who is? God's anointed them, appointed them, and called them. And for some reason, their faith has been challenged. But that's all right, too. Because we learned Wednesday night, you go through that fire, you come out stronger on the other side. And he prophesied to us what he did in this place. He has no clue. He, he, he came in the green room, and he said, look, I got two words. I just said, what you asking me for? You got to pick one. 
roll with it. I, whatever you feel, go with it. I'm contractor Josh right now. Do what you want. But what he did is what I needed today. There's some things that the enemy was trying to destroy in my life that I had to prophesy to today. This week, we went through some things as a church body that we had to speak life back into. The enemy said, oh, I'm about to destroy it all. And God said, no, no, not if they'll prophesy. Not if they'll prophesy. Not if they'll prophesy. This is what the church body is about. They are a part of us. They always will be a part of us, no, no matter what the future holds. But I'm going to lay hands on them, and I want you to stretch your hands this way. Because, hold on, this is what I feel to tell him in prophecy. I feel he doesn't he got prophecy operating. Because you prophesied and did what God told you to do today that was outside of who you are. I prophesy to you and Madeline that God's going to do something supernatural. That your logic can't comprehend. Your mind can't understand. It's going to be bigger than you ever imagined. 